Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. On a Friday morning... At Wax 104.5 here at the Shank of the Day, we got chores to do this morning. Bob and Jill with you, and uh, you park your vehicle outside, or you got a garage you put it in? I put it in a garage. Good, then you don't have to scratch off all the frost, because we've uh, got frost out there this morning. If uh, you're working third shift, getting ready to head home here in a while, or have to go to the other farm to do chores, and the vehicle was out, you better go out and do some scraping. I'd say go out and start it up and... <laughs> And let it uh, let the defrosters work, but you don't want to waste gas in these days of of high price gas. I just uh, checked this morning crude oil. Well, it was down two dollars and seventy one cents a barrel yesterday, but it's still one hundred twelve dollars and twenty two cents a barrel. So don't look for any relief at the pump anytime soon. So again, cold out there this morning. Well, it's frosty out there. Let's say frosty. I won't say cold. Everybody's in the uh, well, 20s to 30s. Cold spots are down in the Coolies again, down Black River Falls 21, Thomas at 24, Medford's 29. Otherwise, people are mostly in the 30s. It'll be a little breezy later on. We'll talk more about the weather here in a moment. What's the calf count? We're up to 26. 26. We had three yesterday. Oh, boy. How many heifers, how many bulls we got now? You ask me that every day, and I, I try to I think do. about it. Well, then <laughs> um, you should have the answer. You know I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I think we have 14, 14 bull calves and 12 heifer calves. Oh, that's good. So uh, they're all doing well. They are. And your favorite cow had a calf in the cornfield, the muddy cornfield last night. Yeah, Geraldine was trying to calve in the cornfields. We had to run her back, so a little hitch in my giddy-up this morning from all the mud I've been in. <laughs> oh, Geraldine, you can never trust. Geraldine, of course, that's uh, before your day, but I'm thinking of uh, Flip Wilson, the old comedian. Geraldine was one of his characters that he had, and uh, a lot of fun with old Geraldine. Every <laughs> once in a while, you see those advertisements for those old TV shows, and Flip Wilson shows one of those, and Geraldine, he had a great show. Hey, uh, we were up in Medford the other day looking at their uh, FFA facilities and classroom for agriculture. And, of course, there'll be our FFA on the air tomorrow morning. And, uh, again, uh, Lisa and the kids will be on with us. But uh, they're busy tonight. FFA chapters in that area are busy tonight. What do they got going on? They've got the 6th Annual FFA Showcase Auction. It's tonight at RJ Stockwell's on Highway 13. And the... FFA chapters involved in that are Medford, Owen Withy, Abbotsford, Gilman, Athens, and Colby. And before the auction, there's a fish fry right there at Stockwell's. All right, so plan to spend this evening up uh, Highway 13, up in the Stetsonville, Dorchester area there. As they're going to have a big auction, all the chapters have been getting items consigned. There's seed, there's feed, there's 
uh, tools or quilts or all kinds of things. So get there tonight for that big auction. All those chapters have been working hard, and they'll uh, split the revenue amongst them. They, what is this, sixth annual, you said? Sixth annual. Ah, good. Yeah, they've been doing a nice job with that, and R.J. Stockwell's been helping them out, providing the facility there for that. So, again, uh, get up there tonight if you're looking for uh, something to do on a Friday night. Get up there early and get the good fish fry that they've got going on, too, and uh, help those FFA chapters pay for some of the activities that they do coming up. Uh, I know we found out that uh, the uh, judging competition over at the UW River Falls will be April 2nd, and uh, a lot of the kids will be going over there to judge in uh, various areas of uh, livestock, agronomy, farm business, and all those sorts of things. So FFA chapters, busy, busy, busy. And a lot of farm news we'll talk about today, too. Meetings coming up. Uh, Farmers Union, Farm Bureau getting together about 11 for, what is it, a, a dairy uh, dairy meeting? What do they call it? They call it Dairy Together. And it's from 11 to 2 at the Eagles Club in Chippewa Falls. All right. But you need to register at DairyTogether.com. All right, do that right now because uh, they got some food. And obviously, if they get food for 100 or 150 and 300 show up, they're going to have to water the soup. So, again, <laughs> get registered because uh, they'll need that help. Hey, what are you doing this summer? You ever been to uh, Europe? You ever seen one of those prison camps that Hitler had in World War II? We're going to visit there. We're going to go to Dachau. We're going to go to Hitler's Eagle's Nest, Barracknest Garden, which is a fantastic place on the point of a mountain that uh, was a retreat for him, plus a whole lot more. Come on along. And we're going to take a look at our weather this morning, brought to you by Marquardt Motors. They have the largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. So check them out on the lot or at marquardtmotors.com. Chance of some rain today. Precipitation moving through. Got about 38 for the high. It'll get breezy a little later on. Partly sunny over the weekend and through Monday. Temperatures in the 30s. In fact, they won't get out of the 30s. Wednesday, a chance of some rain-snow mix with temperatures in the 30s. Right now, around the area, we've got, well, 30 degrees here. The cool spot, Black River Falls this morning. They're at 21 degrees. We've got uh, about 24 in Toma. Everybody else in the 30s, but the vehicle's sitting outside. You're going to have to do some scraping this morning. There's some frost on the windows. Almost two minutes after five. Wow, Dave's getting away from us. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some fire. Let's get some of our news this morning. We, you know, this is, this is crazy. I'm, <laughs> these mouses or these mouse things that they've got to run the computer... Man, this thing's all over the place. It's on the wall. It's against the cupboard. But I got her now. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. A U.S. official thinks Ukraine likely had a successful attack on Russian ships. CNN reports the official said the attack likely happened near the Sea of Azov. They did not say what type of weapons were used in the attack. North Korea is confirming it launched an intercontinental ballistic missile. Mark Mayfield fills us in. State media reported that leader Kim Jong-un said the launch was to showcase the country's nuclear force and to deter the U.S. from any military moves. NBC News reports this marks the first full ICBM test from North Korea since 2017 and its most successful launch to date. It flew higher and longer than any of the other North Korean tests before landing in the sea off the coast of Japan. 
Four Russian government workers are facing U.S. federal charges for two hacking conspiracies. NBC News reports the plans were meant to take place between 2012 and 2018 and were aimed to target thousands of computers in the global energy sector. None of the suspects in the indictments are currently in custody. It comes as U.S. officials have sounded the alarm for businesses to beef up their cybersecurity as Russia's invasion of Ukraine continues. Arkansas is knocking off the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament. The fourth-seeded Razorbacks defeated top-seeded Gonzaga 74-68 in their Sweet 16 matchup in San Francisco. A Michigan woman is sharing video of a very jumpy visitor to her home. Sarah Greer called 911 after she spotted a kangaroo in the driveway of her Lapeer County home. Animal control was notified, but the kangaroo was safely rounded up by its owner. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Oh, there's some stuff in the news this morning, isn't it? These, these nutty communist leader Kim Jong-un over in North Korea is launching rockets so we don't go after who do, Who wants South North Korea? Nobody wants, like Russia. Putin's nuts. Who wants Russia? Nobody's going to attack Russia. These guys are crazy, 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 but uh, that's the world we live in. All right, let's see if we can make it a little more sane this morning, shall we? We'll get some farm news and markets and weather and a whole lot more. It's a Friday morning at Wax, almost five minutes after five. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Taking a quick look at our weather once again. Frosty out there this morning. So, again, if you're heading out and the vehicle wasn't undercover, you're going to have to scrape the windshield this morning because it is uh, frosty. Down in Black River, it's only 21 degrees. 38 is going to be the high today. That's it. Not very spring-like and a chance of some precipitation and some wind picking up a little bit later on around the area. Then kind of sunny, partly sunny to partly cloudy over the weekend through Monday. And temperatures in the 30s. Tuesday, cloudy and 39. Wednesday, looks like a chance of rain-snow mix. High is forecast at 39, but, uh, you know, there'll be some places where it'll be cooler than that. But that's uh, not till Wednesday. Right now, as we said, Black River's a cold spot around here. 21, Thomas 24, Medford's 29, 32 up in Rice Lake, 30 at Wausau and Marshfield, 34 at La Crosse, Green Bay, and Madison, Sun Prairie area. Warm spot is Milwaukee there at 38. Here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls right now, we've got 30 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance on a Friday morning. And Jill, where the cash livestock numbers been this week? Choice fed beef steers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 90 to 132. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 142 and three quarters with mixed at 110 to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 116 to 130 with selects at 86 to 116. Cows are 62 to 94. Bulls are 90 to 109 with butcher hogs at 73 to 88. 
Sows are 66 to 75, with boars at 27 to 34. New crop market lambs are 145 to 190. Old crop market lambs are 110 to 165, with feeder lambs at 170 to 340. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle prices were higher, hogs mostly lower. The April live cattle price, 139.67 at the close. That was up 25. June at 136.95, up 97. August, 137.70, up 55. And October at 144.20, that was up 27. Feeder cattle, the April contract, 162.72, up 95. May at 166.50, up 70 cents. August at 179.60, up 45. And September, 182.07, That was up 47. Lean hog carcass contracts were mostly lower, although April was higher. April lean hogs closed 102.77, up 22. May hogs 114.12, down 52. June 122.07, down 90. And July at 121.87, that was down 72. And on the Board of Trade, prices were lower yesterday. Uh, The meeting at NATO on the Ukraine situation with President Biden and the rest of the NATO countries was bearish for the markets yesterday and uh, that's okay if they can end that war we could be a little bearish on the markets get rid of that because uh, it's not good and so it was down yesterday the markets and a little lower overnight as well july corn overnight down another three to four cents at 724 oats down 12 at 663 july wheat down a dime at 1064 july soybeans down 13 cents overnight at 1669 and meal down 80 cents a ton at $476.40. Barrel cheese up to a 221. The blocks unchanged 224. Butter unchanged 280 and a quarter. Class three prices uh, near months were mostly higher. March up three at 2242. The April contract up 29 at 2450. May up 18 at 2527. June up eight back over $25 at 2505. And July was down three. At 24.62, then out through the rest of uh, summer and fall into early winter, those prices were mixed. So that's a look at some of our markets this morning. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, we've got 30 degrees right now, 38 today, and some precipitation maybe around the area today. Nothing to get too excited about, I don't think. And maybe a wind picking up a little bit later on. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, get that brochure because there's a lot in that that we're going to see and do that uh, we don't talk about here on the radio necessarily. As we said earlier, Hitler's Berchtesgarten, Garden, Hitler's Hideout, as it was known, up on the tip of the mountain. We'll go to Dachau, the uh, prison camp that was, uh, you know, the ovens are still there. But we're going to get a guided tour of that. One of the barracks is still there, so you can see how those people were basically warehoused and treated like uh, treated horribly but uh, it's history and we're going to see some history in europe as well as all the beauty of agriculture and all the beauty that they have to offer us in austria bavaria germany what a beautiful place to go and hopefully you can join us in august travel party coming up next week too friday morning 30 degrees and we're going to take a look at some of our farm news we'll do that next Let's take a look at some of our farm news on a Friday morning. And, uh, Joe, lots of things going on. We mentioned that FFA auction for the chapters around central, north central Wisconsin tonight. But uh, another event happening over the weekend. 
Uh, the Thorpe FFA is having their toy and craft show on Sunday on the 27th from 9 to 3 at the Thorpe High School. All right. Uh, what else is happening? Fifteen years ago, Wisconsin adopted a mandatory premise registration act, which meant anyone who keeps houses or commingles livestock, no matter how long they had, long had to register premises with the state. I just got my renewal back here just yesterday. Oh, good. So the Welke Land and Cattle Company is legal. It is. All right. So what's the rest of that story? The idea is to put together a database so that it would be easier to track livestock in case of disease outbreaks, much like the current situation with the avian influenza outbreak on that Jefferson County poultry farm. Now it's time to get those registrations updated in order to keep the list accurate. The Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium is working with the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection to renew the list. That means anybody who has registered, has a registered premise or has an unregistered premise has until July 31st to update that information and renew their ID number either online or by using paper forms available from the state. How'd you do it? I did mine online. It was slick. Really simple. And that... You know, fairgrounds even have to do this. This is not like you've got livestock every day of the year. Even for a short period of time, if you've got livestock on your premise, you have to have this Livestock Identification Consortium, this premise registration ID, because uh, it is the law in Wisconsin. I remember when this came in, people said, well, I, I only have a, my kid gets a pig in the spring, we show it at the fair. So what? You still have to have your livestock premise ID'd, and it has to be on that list, so make sure you get that done. All right, coming up, planning. We're doing a lot of planning this spring, and it's not all just for planting. We're going to talk with Bridget Finke and uh, find out about some of the other kind of planning we should be doing on the farm right about now. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's March, and that means it's planning time. And for most people, when we think about planning, we're planning our cropping strategies, finishing that up, and deciding uh, what's going to go in the field. But there are other things we should be planning, and that is our estate plan and the future of our farming operation. Bridget Finke is with us once again. Bridget is our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law and a specialist in estate planning and uh, making sure your operation is going to move smoothly into the next generation. Well, Bridget, we are in March, and planning time, I guess, is is the word right now more than just for crops. Absolutely. Um, I always think this time of year is such a great time to get started on whatever things you've been putting off um, that, in number one, we're not yet in the fields. Number two, you've probably met with your tax advisor. And um, number three, you're probably doing some value updating on your operation and your assets with updating those personal financial statements at your bank or things like that. And so while all of those things are top of mind, is a great time to start that conversation of um, is there some documentation and some planning we should have in place personally for um, estate planning purposes and where are we headed with our farm um, operation in terms of succession or transitioning that farm. And just like 
crop planning right now, we can make adjustments. So if we think about what the transition we would like to have take place, it's just the process getting started. We're not casting it in granite and uh, having the imprimatur, so to speak, from uh, all kinds of people on the bottom line. This is getting it started and getting it going in the right direction. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, it, it is a process, and there's usually multiple layers of things to accomplish. Um, I, I tend to get people oriented to thinking about, number one, the disaster plan. You know, what if, what if mom and dad were, were gone tomorrow in a, in a car accident or something like that? Um, do we have that plan in place? And then more of that transition plan, where are mom and dad's retirement income going to come from? How are we going to get this ownership shifted to the next generation? So there certainly is multiple levels of things to work through. So it's not as though um, your entire plan is going to come together in a matter of a couple of weeks. But then the other thing, you know, what I've heard a lot, and certainly over the last two years, which have seemed crazy and unprecedented in all that we've dealt with, with COVID and the government response to COVID and estate tax uncertainty, and now, you know, all the things going in the world and how that may impact markets, um, sometimes people will say, well, we may as well wait and see how that shakes out before we do something. And, you know, time has a way of getting away, number one. And number two, you're absolutely right. Nothing we do tends to be written in stone and not be able to change and adjust. And it's a whole lot easier to make those fine tunes or adjustments if you have your base plan in place as opposed to thinking you're going to, you know, strike the opportunity and suddenly get something in place based on some shift in the market or tax law or something like that. You mentioned, Bridget, base plan. Does that mean the people that need to get involved as far as the transition of the operation identify those people and their role or just identify them and that role can come later? Also, as far as the financial situation, that needs to be the first part of it. What what do we need for that base plan? I, I sort of prioritize that base plan in, number one, all the main players in the operation. Do they have documents in place that if one of them became incapacitated tomorrow, that someone could stand in their shoes and continue dealing with things, whether that be health decisions, whether that be financial matters? Um, so, you know, that sort of being layer one. And then, you know, layer two, if it's, it, you know, kind of our um, common scenario, mom and dad and, you know, one a, a child in the business, you know, then that next base is, you know, mom and dad's estate plan. What happens to the assets when they die? How do we make sure that is done efficiently? Um, and then the third level being more of that business piece of things. Are, are we in an LLC? Are we in a corporation? Um, how, how does the farm get managed through what folks? And just, you know, in essence, making sure that, number one, the people who need to be acting on things actually have the paperwork and the authority to do those things. But then what's our backup plan if that person isn't in the mix anymore? How do we identify what will work the best? Is it an LLC or is it something else that's available? Are there some handbooks out there, in other words, explaining what the options are? 
or the best thing is to talk to a professional like you or a financial expert or somebody like that? Uh, where, where do we actually start to know what can work and what will work best for our particular operation? Because every farm is different. You are absolutely right, and that's where, um, you know, sometimes I have that first meeting and the clients have the expectation they're going to come in, and I'm just going to tell them what they need to do. And um, I would say, you know, the piece of things that, that a farmer controls is what keeps you up at night? What's the problem you're worried about? What's the end destination we need to get to? Focusing on the goals. If I know, I mean, you just got back from traveling, right? If I know the, the destination, then I can help plot a path to get there in the most efficient way. But if we don't know where we're going, um, we can certainly spin ourselves in circles for a long time, cost everybody money, and, and not accomplish anything. So really focusing on that goal piece. Um, there are good resources out there to get you thinking um, and even sometimes knowing more of the questions to ask. Um, certainly um, the Wisconsin Farm Center, free resource, great um, people there that can help you get organized so you can be much more pro- efficient in working with your professionals. Um, number two, um, UW Extension. And still, you know, your folks, now it's not quite so county-specific. I know they've reorganized, and I think they're part of the um, UW-Madison now, but those folks are still out there as resources to get you started. Um, They have worked on various guides and things to get you started. What I wouldn't worry about is thinking you need to come to the lawyer's office, the accountant's office, and say, I have the solution. It's an LLC. I just need you to do the paperwork. Those are the ones that have to make you kind of scratch your head. But, Bridget, one thing you said caught my attention. Know where you're going before you do all this stuff. So before they ever talk to someone like you, a specialist, an expert, know where you're going. That has to be something that they decide kind of around the kitchen table at home, right? How many kids are going to be involved? Are we going to sell some of the farm off or change the operation? Know where you're going before you ever start this discussion, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and often those are really hard discussions and, and hard things to work through. And once you get started with the, once you have kind of the initial, you know, goal, hey, we want to travel to the south. At least we, you know, we've got a general sense of where we're headed. Then we may, um, you may get some tools and some follow-up questions from professionals about, you know, are we going to Texas? Are we going to Alabama? Um, to be able to fine-tune that plan. But if we don't even know where the where the heck we're headed, it really is hard to get traction and really get that process moving. Bridget Fink, your resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. If you want to get a hold of her. Do it. Valley Crossing Law in Baldwin with Bridget Finke. It's 5.30 in the morning. We've got more information coming your way. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we're going to get some news before we get our weather. Morgan is with us this morning. 
All set for a big weekend? Well, you know, we have uh, plenty of mud to deal with right now, so we'll be working on some of that cleanup in the yard. Oh, boy. Does a little one doesn't have basketball or anything? Volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah, in fact, I had to pick up my niece yesterday, too, so they both came out just dripping sweat. You oh, know, it's good. 40 degrees, and those two come out to the car <laughs> dripping sweat after practice. Oh, so. that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Sweat never hurt anybody. Well, what's going on? Well, we're going to get into those headlines, and that keeps us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Eau Claire officials say they're continuing to press for a solution to some persistent reports of criminal activity at the Regency Hotel on Hastings Way. Now, you may remember that some plans fell through for a redevelopment project there. So what's next? With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster looks a little bit closer for us. Now, the recent activity involved a stolen car. Most recently, the hotel was the scene of a confrontation between police and a man who was driving driving a stolen car. After a high-speed chase, John Martin was arrested and charged with several offenses, including resisting arrest. Eau Claire City officials have gone to court to close the hotel or find a new owner. The current owner says he has several interested buyers. I'm John DeMaster. Well, your morning dog walk or that afternoon jog might be a little interrupted with high water. Chippewa River is creeping up, so if you use the trails, hike, or anything like that, you want to be careful. Also, water is faster than usual right now, so you're being warned about the currents, and we'll keep updated stage movement uh, for you at 715newsroom.com. There are some parts of the trail that will be closed as that water does rise. How about a little road trip to Medford? Officials there say they had a lot of success with their ParkFest concert last summer and they want to keep a permanent ban shell in the city park. Members there say they laid out plans before city council this week. They're looking at placing a ban shell on the north side of the park along the edge of the current gravel parking lot. So if you spend time in Medford or the park, there could be a change of scenery in that area. Well, if you're working for the weekend, you're definitely not alone on this Friday. Wisconsin's unemployment rate is actually at a record low. The Department of Workforce Development reported the state's jobless rate declined to 2.9% last month, down from 3% in January. Some Points of comparison, well, Wisconsin's 2.9% unemployment rate does tie a previous record low. We did see that in January, February, and March of 2018, and then actually again in March of 2020. But if you're looking to not work and maybe hit the lotto instead, there's a couple that has a trick for you. Make a potty break. You can follow the paper trail all the way back. A South Carolina couple is $200,000 richer thanks to a bathroom break. A man said he stopped at a gas station so his wife could use the restroom when he decided to buy a Carolina Riches scratch-off ticket. The couple discovered the game's top prize after the husband waited for the wife to play the scratcher. The winner said they have not decided how to use the jackpot money. I'm Rebecca Hubbard. Uh, and you always, of course, hit the jackpot when you're listening to Bob Bolsold <laughs> and Joe Welke here on the Midwest Farm Show. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. You ever buy a lottery ticket? No, I'm not a gambler. I don't have any luck. That's not good. Every once in a while, I'll go into a store... <laughs> C store or whatever. So what's the lot? What's the Powerball? If it's over 100, 150 million, I'll buy one. But other than that, I never think. And I about tell it. you who does. Alex Edwards buys one, and every he time, does? every time he walks out to the car, he holds it up in the air and he says, "Here's our retirement plan." And you know what it ends up being? A bookmark. I was going to say, or man, something oh to put man. my gum in. Yeah, we have a whole glove compartment full of retirement plans right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got a plan. You see me here every day, that's don't you, Bob? Right. That's your plan. <laughs> exactly. See you later. Yeah, you bet. Have a good weekend, Bob. You too. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. Hey, let's get over to uh, the weather room.
I don't know why this guy's working. He's got a lot of money. Mike Dandry over there at Sky Warren Third. Do you ever buy lottery tickets? Uh, I have, like, when it's, you know, you said your threshold yeah. is like $150 million. Yeah. Mine is like that $350 million. I'll well, you buy don't buy one. many, then. Yeah, well, I mean, occasionally, but, yeah, I don't buy them very often. Three, but, what would you do if you won 300 Of course, they'd take half of it or better in taxes, but <laughs> what would you do with the rest of it? Uh, probably retire and uh, travel the world. Well, that a boy. That's not a bad deal. I well, feel like that's such a cliche answer, but that is what I would do. Well, that's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, well, wouldn't be a bad deal to get out of here right now. It doesn't feel much like spring, does it? No, uh, we really didn't hit the lottery with this forecast because, well, today it's, well, the first full weekend of spring ahead, but not really going to feel like it because today we'll have uh, rather cool and very breezy conditions, only topping out in the upper 30s. Some snow showers trying to work their way into the mix later on in the afternoon as well. And with winds gusting upwards of 40 miles per hour, at times can create some visibility concerns, especially in the afternoon. So keep that in mind when you head out the door this morning. Otherwise, those chances for a few rain and snow showers linger into the evening, but then things start to quiet down as our lows dip to the upper teens. So going to be a little chilly, but we'll maintain these rather breezy conditions going into tomorrow as well, starting off the day with mostly cloudy conditions, but then uh, giving way to more sunshine later in the afternoon, only warming up to the mid-30s. Mostly clear conditions into Saturday night as we cool it off into the mid-teens. Very, very chilly night on Saturday. Otherwise, Sunday will maintain sunny conditions, but only warming up to around the low to mid-30s. Then we start to warm up just a tad on Monday, but still below average with uh, mostly cloudy conditions and warming up into the low 40s. Right now, an Eau Claire temperature of 31 degrees with mostly cloudy conditions. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Good weekend to watch college basketball. Absolutely. All right. Well, good luck with that lottery. Thanks. I'll uh, hopefully win that $350 million. And don't forget your friends. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll see about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, Mike. You too, Bob. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. I thought I could talk him into a few bucks, but uh, evidently not. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Friday at Wax as we look at the weather. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock in 31 degrees right now and not going to go up a whole lot, maybe four, five, six degrees. That's about it for today, and rain, snow mix later on. We got markets, but Jill, more farm news. What else is happening? The ongoing war in Ukraine continues to put pressure on the country's agricultural industry. Ukraine's agricultural minister now says corn planting will be off at least 40% to just 3.3 million hectares, down from almost 5.5 million last year. That would mean a crop of about 25 million metric tons versus their record harvest of 42 million metric tons in 2021. Shortly after making that announcement, that agricultural minister resigned. Wisconsin hens didn't work quite as hard in February as they did in January or even last February. Egg production for the month told 163 million, down 9% from last month and 5% from last February. Part of the reason was a slightly smaller laying flock. 
Nationwide, egg production was up slightly from last year to almost 8.6 billion eggs, laid by 390 million hens, 1% less than a year ago. As usual, Iowa led the nation last month in egg production with just over 1.1 billion eggs, coming from well over 44 million layers. You produced a few eggs down at the Welke Land and Cattle Company. Can you imagine 1.1 billion eggs? I can't imagine. I actually like the little green ones or the oh, you cream got some colored of those, ones. Uh, what, are they, what are those little hens that lay those things? Rainbow eggers is what I've got. Oh, well, they had, what are they, I forgot the name of it. But uh, anyway, they used to lay those little blue eggs or green eggs or right. whatever they were, but not 1.1 billion. Hey, a lot of things going on around the area this weekend. We're going to tell you about that, and then we're going to get to some markets. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, a little frosty out there this morning, so if you uh, don't have the vehicle under cover, you're going to have to do a little scraping before you head down the road. And if you're heading down the road, there are some things to go to. What's happening, Jill? There are a few things happening around the area. Well, today, the Farmers Union and the Farm Bureau chapters are getting together to do a dairy to get together presentation and that is at the eagles club at chippewa falls from 11 to 2 register at dairytogether.com do that right away because there's food involved yeah and that's uh eagles club uh, chippewa falls ad but it's hallie so it's uh down there off of uh, old 53 but everybody's been to there so that'll start at 11 but uh, what else there's a robotic meeting it is today from 10.30 to 1.30. It's sponsored by Clark County Extension. It's at the Boone Farms in Greenwood. Registration is required, so as soon as you get, as soon as they open up up there, give them a call and see if you can get in because there is a light lunch provided. And tonight, when you're looking for something to do, there is a 6th Annual FFA Showcase Auction. That is tonight at RJ Stockwell's on Highway 13. It's to support Medford, Owen Withy, Abbotsford, Gilman, Athens, and Colby FFA chapters. They have feed, they have seed, they have quilts, they have a whole bunch of stuff they're auctioning off. And before the auction, they're having a fish fry right on right on site. R.J. Stockwell up Highway 13, Dorchester, Stetsonville area. Everybody's been by there. And coming up this weekend in Thorpe, we saw on the sign as we go through. i got to get a hold of that. Thorpe FFA alumni, and uh, they used to send me flyers or emails that this thing was going on, and nobody did this year. So uh, we just happened to see it on the uh, road sign. What's going on there? The Toy toy and Craft Show is Sunday from 9 to 3 at the Thorpe High School. All right, so lots of things going on around the area. So get out and get to them. We're starting to get back and do some face-to-face activities, and that's a good thing. 31 degrees right now. We've got, uh, well, we got markets to get to, as always. But before that, get your suitcase out, check on your passport, because we want you to come along with us this summer. We're going to do something special. Wagyu cattle, Hitler's eagle's nest, and a whole bunch more as we get to Austria and Germany and Oberammergau Passion Play and that village of Oberammergau. Woodcarver, it's a woodcarver's village, and boy, there's some beautiful stuff there, too. Even their houses are got special carvings in them. It's really something. All right, Jill, let's get to markets. Where do you want to go first? Let's head on over to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. 
Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar twenty to a dollar thirty three. Choice Holstein steers dollar ten to a dollar nineteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy eight to eighty five. We topped at eighty seven and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty nine to seventy seven. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty eight and down. Organic market on Tuesday, top eighty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty five to a dollar four. We topped at a dollar five. Bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty four and down. Cold bulls sold from seventy to a dollar. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from fifty five to one hundred and seventy five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from fifty five dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars per head. Butcher hogs on Thursday. Sold from 65 to 70. Boars sold from 27 to 31. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on March 18th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-eight. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-five. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-seven fifty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty-two. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar thirty-six. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy-five to a dollar thirteen. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April first. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. 835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's Friday morning and we've got, uh, what, about almost 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's get over to Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford sale barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. You know, I was listening before you guys were talking about uh, lottery tickets and all that stuff for, uh, you know, your retirement plan. But, you know, uh, on a serious vein, uh, those of us in municipal government, we can uh, see, you know, the lottery credit that you get on your tax bill for property taxes. There's there's been really a large increase last year in the, the amount of those tickets bought in the state of Wisconsin. So it does have some benefit, you know. Oh, it really does. Uh, I just do it for fun, obviously, uh, once in a while. But... You know, guys like you, you don't need it. You're independently wealthy, so you don't need to mess around with those tickets. So I can understand. I say I don't know about that, but no, seriously, it doesn't. If you notice, uh, like if you're really bored, someday just take out your 2020 property tax bill and compare it to this year, and you can see the large increase. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, excessive gambling is not really good either, but it's, uh, there are some benefits. It's just like everything else. They don't want you to smoke or drink, but they cert- the government sure <laughs> wants to tax. That's right. They certainly do. I remember when that came in. It was uh, controversial, but it's here. We've got the lottery. Well, how was the, uh, the market over at Stratford this week? How'd we do? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, most markets remain steady. Uh, yeah, cow car market. Now these are the conventional cows. Yesterday's auction, Holstein cows selling from seventy-five to eighty-five and a half. Extreme top for the week here in Stratford, eighty-nine and a half. Most of the cows this week sold from fifty-nine to seventy-four, and these center cows or lighter carcass cows below fifty-nine. Bull trade, better quality bulls are selling from eighty-five to one hundred four. Your lighter weight bulls below eighty. Fed cattle this week, charge grading Holstein steers. Uh, a fairly light test this week on the Holstein, mostly from one hundred five to one hundred twenty. 
Uh, no real prime cattle on the market on Wednesday to test the upper reaches there, but mostly from 105 to 120 in your Holsteins, uh, dollar and below on the select grades. Calf market also fully steady. Good quality bull calves uh, yesterday, 100 to 170, and we did top the week at 190. Heifer calves continue to be a tough sell, 35 and below. Beef calves yesterday strong, 175 to 410, and uh, they did top at 430 on Monday. And uh, we'll take a peek at next week's schedule for mar- a full marketing week on tap as per usual here. Our next uh, hay sale, of course, will be next Tuesday, and we've got hay and straw already consigned for that. Next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Our next dairy sale will be April 5th, and we have uh, two complete herd dispersals for that sale on April 5th. So the first herd... Uh, uh, 40 Holstein milk cows, a very nice herd of cows, one of the better herds uh, that we were selling this spring here, and uh, just a real nice herd of cows there. The second herd, not quite as big, 25 Holstein cows, very high components on that herd. So we invite you folks, take a look at the website, pictures on there and other information, and uh, also we do have some special sales coming up here in April and May. You can take a look at those also as we are... Although you look outside, might not look like spring, but it's here, and it'll it'll warm up. And, and Bob, before we run, just one personal note here. Uh, of course, all of us um, municipal clerks have got absentee. You folks that got absentee ballots out there, the election's coming up 10 days. Uh, don't wait till the last day to mail them in. So do that this weekend. So uh, help out your local officials. So that's my little plug for today. So guess with that, we wish Bob, you and Joe have a nice weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you on Monday morning. We'll do it. Good. Thanks, Jerry, and appreciate your work uh, with the communities. Those local elections are so important. People don't yeah, realize there's it. there's a lot of, especially over here, I mean, uh, a lot of the districts over here have referendums for schools. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's always something to vote for, despite what some people think. Yeah, so. and, uh, you know, I don't think uh, people take enough of attention to these local elections. They're so important. Have a good weekend, Jer. You guys also. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the markets on the Board of Trade, that NATO meeting yesterday was bearish on the markets and they finished lower yesterday and overnight they went a little bit lower than that. July corn now three to four cents lower at seven twenty four this morning. The oats down twelve at six sixty three. July soybeans down thirteen at sixteen sixty nine. Meal down eighty cents a ton, four hundred seventy six dollars and forty cents. July wheat down a dime overnight at ten sixty four. Country elevator prices: Doomer's Graham Holman and Buck Country Arcadia corn is at six sixty two with soybeans at sixteen eleven. Wheat and grain: Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn was at six seventy three, and soybeans were at sixteen sixteen. And on our DTN screen, looking at these prices, corn's about eight to ten cents lower than yesterday. Soybeans about twenty cents lower. Golden plump corn today is at six fifty four a bushel. Also at Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, the corn six uh, six fifty four. The soybeans fifteen ninety six. At Durand, six fifty two on the corn, fifteen ninety six on the beans. Mondovi six fifty six and fifteen ninety six. And at Osseo, six fifty nine and fifteen. 1596. Stevens Point, 1583 for the soybeans today. Out at Elk Mound, 660 and 1612. Sparta corn is at 673 with the beans at 1603. And out at Ellsworth along the river, 649 on the corn and 1583 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville corn today, 679. Stanley, 680. New Richmond, 675. Barrel cheese traded two cents higher yesterday at 221 a pound. 
Blocks unchanged at 224. Butter unchanged 280 and a quarter. The March class three up three at 2242. April up 29 at 2450. May up 18 at 2527. June up eight at 2505. And July down three at 2462. And a quick check of our weather forecast brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. And don't forget, Mark Wart Motors is hiring a metal technician in their high volume auto body shop. Marquardt Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call MarquardtMotors.com for a metal technician in the body shop. Well, today it'll get to mid to upper 30s. Rain, snow mix later on, a little breezy. Upper teens overnight. Tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, partly sunny. Tuesday, clouds up and high of 41. That'll be one of the warm days in the next four or five. And then on Wednesday... 39 with a chance of rain-snow mix. It's 31 degrees right now. And don't forget activities today. Farm Bureau, Farmers Union having that Dairy Together meeting. And that will be at the Halley Eagles Club. That will start at 11. And also the uh, Greenwood Robot meeting at the uh, Boone Farm by Greenwood. And uh, that will also be uh, an interesting meeting. And also tonight, the big 6th Annual FFA Showcase Auction with those FFA chapters in central Wisconsin. They'll start with the fish fry and then the auction at R.J. Stockwell there along Highway 13, Dorchester, Stetsonville area. Lots to do. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.